Hey, it's Stephanie, and this is Kids These Days, a podcast brought to you by grant funding from the Kansas Department for Children and Families. Hey everyone, Stephanie here, and I am so pumped to be back for another solo episode. I'll skip the introduction part this time, but if you missed it and are hearing me as a new voice, check out my last episode, Big Questions for Little Children. In the meantime, let's dive on in. So last week, Sarah started such a great series on trauma. She promised that we'd mix in some lighter stuff because, you know, this series is so impactful and so needed, but it's also pretty intense. When you talk about trauma and toxic stress and resilient in children, it it can get pretty intense. So what I want to talk about this week still ties in with our series of addressing these these extra important topics, but it's a little on the lighter side, despite the title, right? So I chose the name for this title because I was thinking long and hard about something cool and funny and witty as far as the title goes, uh, but I just couldn't. <laughs> but that's besides the point. But this topic has just been weighing on me and weighing on my heart for a while now. And with ITSN, we have this training called Don't Say Don't and What to Say Instead. And it has just, it's quickly become a favorite of mine. I love it. It's my favorite because it's so amazing to start seeing these little light bulbs go off when the participants in the training or the audience or whatever, whoever it is, see that connection between what we say to our children and how it impacts them. It's not just words. There's so much more than go- that goes into what we say to our children. So some of our common phrases that we use in our everyday environments, simply because we're in the routine of saying them, actually sometimes do more harm than good. And helping folks to see that sometimes we're actually making a situation worse when we're really just trying so hard to make it better has a lot of impact, right? Because that's our goal. We want our children to be perfectly happy in perfectly happy environments and the world keeps going round, right? Throw in some coffee, I'd say that's a day done. Close the book, we're done for the day. But what I talk about in this training is reasons why we should or should not say some of those common phrases. And here's one that's been on my mind for quite a long time now. Ready? You ready for it? It's one I hear a lot in the early childhood world. Okay, it is. You're okay. We see a child fall down. Oh, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. We say we see a child get hit. You're okay. We see a child sad that their mom left. You're okay, right? So many different ways that we address um, being hurt, being scared, being sad, being upset. And our response is, you're okay. But here's the deal. Why do we say that? Take a couple minutes to think about why we say, you're okay. Why did you choose that when you're trying to calm or comfort a child? Think about it. My guess is... You probably thought, oh, I want them to feel comfort. I want them to feel reassured. And, you know, let's be honest with ourselves. We just want them to stop crying, right? (laughs) Am I right? You know, I am. I am. We just, we want them to stop crying. But when we go to that phrase of, you're okay, we actually really miss out. We know that they're okay and we're saying this phrase because it's it's really our effort to reassure them that they are actually, in fact, all pretty hunky-dory. They're okay. It's fine. But here's my challenge. Look at their face. 
Are they wide-eyed, frightened, teary-eyed, sad? Are they red-faced, angry? Their little bodies are processing a thousand emotions all at once, and their behavior, like the crying, yelling, tantruming, whatever the case may be, is actually trying to tell you that they are not, in fact, okay. So we say okay because we're trying to help them see and understand that they're fine, they're good, you're all good, you're fine, you're okay. But at the same time, this means that we're not giving them the space and freedom to actually feel those feelings and to move through those emotions. You want to be sad? Be sad. You want to be angry? Anger it up, buddy. It's what we do with these emotions and how we learn to self-regulate that matters. So it's not the fact that they're okay, but that we see that they're experiencing these emotions. We understand that and we validate that. I think that's the key here is to talk about that validation. Okay, does that make sense? Everybody still with me? Thumbs up across the, the cyberspace, right? Still with me. So Sarah said last week, Teachers and other significant adults in a child's life are the single most powerful influences on a child's social-emotional health. That's huge. We are the ones that can be the catalyst to functioning at their best, or we can also get in their way. So it's our job to support and encourage that social-emotional health, and this starts with helping those children that have these big emotions and supporting them in learning how to maneuver through them. So this isn't about fixing. It's not about doing what's socially acceptable. It's not about falling in line with expectations. But it's learning that they're safe and that they're loved and that they are allowed to have these emotions and that their significant adults are there to help them on that journey. I have the most perfect, I mean, perfect, perfect, perfect example for you. So my bomb.com colleague, Erin, she is so great. And we were at a program several weeks ago, and we're in the toddler classroom. So little, I don't know, Johnny, let's call him Johnny. Um, He's crying, right? You could tell that he's been crying for a while now. You could tell it on Johnny. You could tell it on his teacher. You could tell it on his classmates. Right? So the teacher was doing her best. She's handing out art materials for a project. Oh, Johnny, you're okay. You're okay, Johnny. Um, and then kind of over his head, she explains to us that it's his second day at school. Right? So that is big and scary. You are a toddler who has been home for the past two years of your life. And now you are thrown in with nine other children and a complete stranger of an adult. But she's knowing what she knows how to do. She's trying to reassure Johnny that he is, in fact, okay, right? Because we want our children to understand that they are safe. They are okay in their classrooms. But man, you could just, oh, you could just see those big crocodile tears. You just know that this kiddo does not think, does not know, or that this kiddo knows that he is not okay. And how could he, right? This is a very big and new scary situation for him. But here's the best part. What does Erin do? She sits down beside him. She rubs his back. She says, oh man, I see you're crying and you look sad. What's going on? And Johnny says, 
you know, those big tears. I miss my mommy. And Aaron says, you do? I am so sorry you miss your mommy. I'm sure that it's hard for you that she's at work. You're sad about that, aren't you? And you know how Johnny does. You know how children do. Johnny nods his head in his way that just, I mean, it just tears your heartstrings, right? Those big eyes. He just nods. Aaron says, I miss my mommy too. Is there something that you'd like to do that we could do for your mommy that would help you feel better? And Johnny kind of shifts positions. His shoulders come back a little. He thinks a little. Eventually, you get an, "Uh uh-huh, I want to color her a picture. Aaron says, you do? That's a great idea. What's her favorite color? Johnny's tears dry up. He gives a sheepish little smile. It's pink. She likes pink. All right, let's get this pink crayon right here and get you a picture started for your mommy. You know what happened after that? I know you know. I know you know already. What did he do? He stopped crying. Right? That teacher was doing her best to stay calm. There was nothing that she was doing or could have done differently to be able to get him to stop crying in that scenario because she did what she knew what she knew how to do. Right? But... She was going to hear him cry all day long and continually try that process to reassure him that he actually is okay. But the difference is Aaron went deeper. She addressed the problem and they together labeled that emotion and they together found a way to work through that. And everybody, teacher, myself, Johnny, the classmates, Aaron, everybody came out ahead because Johnny's tears dried up. We worked through that emotion. We helped to support his emotions and helped him to regulate. So when Sarah talked about those little children, our little children having huge emotions, oh my gosh, it is so, so true. So our children have these huge emotions that they're trying to navigate. We're doing our best to help paddle their boats in the big river that we call life. When we can just move from this just general blanket reassurance to actually addressing the emotion and providing ways to regulate through that emotion. That is, ooh, that is the ticket. Okay? So moving away from you're okay to actually saying, oh, I see tears. You are sad. Or, how are you feeling right now? Are you worried? Are you scared? Are you anxious? Right? So all of these different feelings that we can talk about. There's so many different emotions. A jillion different emotions. You know, we think about mad, happy, sad. But think about all of the other ones that we can address too. So my challenge. Here's my challenge. You've got homework. You've got homework. So as you go into these days ahead, think about that. So when you're tempted to just go with a quick and easy, you're okay, you're okay, because that helps us to understand, that helps our attempt to reassure that child that they are okay, go for the problem instead. Not just the quick fix, because it's the problem at hand, it's the emotion that we need to address. Clearly, they're crying, they're yelling, they're upset, whatever it is that they're expressing, they are not okay. In their world, they are absolutely not okay. So when we come in with a, you're okay, 
we're not actually helping the scenario. We're trying our best to attempt to reassure our children, but we've got to dig deeper. So my challenge is to go for the problem. Because when we can validate and then self-regulate or help them self-regulate, we're helping our little children handle those big emotions. Pretty impactful stuff, right? I don't know. Maybe you know this already and you're like, duh, Stephanie, why did you talk to me for 15 minutes about this? Maybe, maybe not. But it's a challenge to you because I think so often we fall into, and it's, I mean, it's the same in this whole don't say don't training that I talked about in the beginning, is that too often we just fall into our routine of saying these things because we think that they are what children want to hear or need to hear. When really in this scenario, when they're expressing these emotions, they're not okay. We say that because we think that it reassures them. But what we need to be doing is validating those emotions. Children need to know that we are seeing their emotions and that we are there to help support them in moving through that emotion cycle. Okay. And also, because it's me, and we've got a little bit, where's my time? We've got a little bit of time left. I'm going to leave you with a little something a little bit more lighthearted. Um, you know that I love terrible jokes. Like, the worse, the better. I know we talked about this. And my favorite thing is, after the last episode, <laughs> several people sent me jokes. And it was, like, the best thing ever. Um, so, if you have jokes that you want to send me I will absolutely appreciate every single bad joke that you send right but so I have one that relates to this topic and you will enjoy it I hope you enjoy it if not whatever I did enjoy it so that's that's that yeah so here's the joke ready how does a cake express emotions it tears up not t-e-a-r-s but (laughs) t-i-e-r-s oh that was pretty sweet wasn't it Okay, okay, okay. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, signing off. I wish you well. And remember, they're not okay, but we can help them get there. Kids These Days is a co-production of the Casido Kids Infant Toddler Specialist Network and Casido Workforce Development Programs. These programs are supported through a grant from the Kansas Department for Children and Families, Child Care, and Early Education Services. However, information or opinions expressed herein do not necessarily reflect the position or policy of the agency, and no official endorsement should be inferred. If you have questions, comments, suggestions, or want to share your practice related to this or a previous episode, please email us at kidsthesedayspod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at at Kids These Days Pod. Be sure to check out the resources for this episode in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, review, and hit subscribe. This episode was written, recorded, and edited by Stephanie Haney and music track Hackbeat by Kevin McLeod. <laughs>